Hey there, it's Preston here from Milo, and you are listening to SideGig, the show about what it really takes to start and grow a successful side business. On the air with me today are my two talented co-hosts, Ryan and Ian. Each of us has built a thriving side hustle while working a nine-to-five job. Now that we've each taken our side hustles to the next level, we want to share with you the challenges and solutions to common side hustling questions. And in today's episode, we get really honest about an important topic, burnout. When you're basically working two jobs, you know, hustling on your side business and working a day job, it can be really easy to burn out. Not to mention, hustling on your business can often compete with family time, volunteer obligations, and other hobbies which can leave you feeling like there are never enough hours in the day. That's why today's episode of Side Gig is all about identifying, avoiding, and overcoming burnout when building your side hustle. Show notes for this episode are found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.6. And I'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Find Side Gigs. It's a 100% free lead generation service for freelancers and side giggers who are ready to take their business to the next level. You can sign up for free at sidegigshow.com find, where you can get access to the free weekly gig lists. Every week, their list will help you boost your side hustle revenue and introduce you to new clients. That's all for now. Let's dive into today's conversation with Ryan, Ian, and myself. I'll be back after this chat for any parting thoughts. Uh, big question is how do you avoid burnout while you're building a side business, which, you know, in previous episodes, guys, we've, we've discussed how common that can be or how easy it can be to burn out. You're, you're basically working two jobs. If, if you're really hustling on the side and you're really working at your desk job, <laughs> then you're, you're literally working two jobs and it can be a lot to handle. And then on top of that, you know, we've, we've in previous episodes, we've talked about m- balancing that with your family life and your volunteer obligations and other hobbies if you manage to have time for those as well and any other sort of responsibilities that you might have uh, while you're building a side business it can it can be a lot uh, it can it can really be a lot I mean I know personally just dealing with all you know I've got three kids and and my wife and um, we're pretty involved in our church and I had I up until recently had a full-time job that I was very involved in and had a team that I had to manage and there was all of these different things going on and then I had to somehow, you know, scratch out a couple hours a day to build my side business. What's your experience been, guys, in, in terms of facing burnout as a I mean, side hustler? For, for me, it's been something that I've struggled with um, since I've actually started my business because there is a fine line between, you know, uh, doing too much and not having enough. So, you know, when you're at that point, when when you, if you literally just take too much work on and you are having to work out flat out, you know, so you're working in the day, you're coming home, you know, you make it a little bit of time to sit down and, you know, eat some food. And then you you sit down for the rest of the evening and work. If you keep doing that continuously, you're definitely going to burn out at some point. And, and for me, with uh, my logo projects, I have had those instances where I've not like, you know, had proper uh, burnout like I know some people have, but I've got to that point where I felt pretty drained, um, tired, um, you know, I just feel like literally I'm just trying to do too much. So I I think there is a a fine line between it and the the main thing that, that, that literally causes it is when you committed to too many things and you're just trying to get everything done, but you feel like you can't and 
you kind of get stuck in this rut and uh, literally in those instances when I have felt like that, the only thing that I've been able to do is literally to turn uh, turn around to people that I, I have agreed to do stuff for and let them know I'm really sorry I've um, overbooked my diary and I'm not going to be able to take that on. But yeah, it's a really difficult thing, burnout. If, if you do ever get to that point where you are feeling like that, you have to stop and do something about it because if you go beyond that point, you're not going to be, you're not going to feel good. And I know burnout can actually cause people to be ill and actually end up in hospital. So I do think this topic is quite a serious one. Absolutely. And I think too, you can over, you can overbook yourself with your own aspirations. Like I know Ian, you work with a lot of clients. I don't work with as many clients, but, um, but it's been my experience that if I sort of set goals that are too ambitious, or have aspirations that are too lofty in a, in a given amount of time, I can burn out myself sort of as my own client just by mm-hmm. not being responsible about, or, or realistic, I should say, about what I can actually get done in the amount of time that I have. What's your experience been, Ryan? Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, it also goes both ways. I think the the burnout sort of can come from areas of your personal life too, when you have a lot of stress and strain on like, oh, this is my side project. I got to grow it. And, you know, I only have two hours a day, three days during the week, week, and, you know, maybe some time I can squeeze out on the weekends. Like it's easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself. And like for me, I also haven't experienced what I would call true burnout to where like all areas of my life are affected by it, but I've had little streaks of it to where, you know, like if, if I have, you know, like my parents coming into town for a weekend and I'm working on a big client project, you know, I have to try and find time to make that up essentially. And that's where I think the, the strain has always come from me internally versus say like a, a heavy workload from different clients. So Putting those those pressures on yourself is, I think, the easiest thing to do with your side project. I would say for me, where the most challenging thing has been, and it's probably where it's slightly different from, from you guys, because I am taking on client projects, I typically, you know, plan quite carefully and I've got time blocked out. It's in instances where, say, I've got a project, I've got that day allocated to it, but for whatever reason, maybe it's just because... I, you know, I've got in a creative rut and for whatever reason that work's not good. If I fail to get it done in that time, I suddenly don't have any more time to fit in. And that's generally where in the past where I've literally got to that point where I've got too much work on. Um, you know, it's just simply because the time I allocated to do it wasn't enough time. And uh, I've, mm. I've learned to... Um, expect that to be the situation with projects so i i've intentionally included slack into my times which means that if i do need more time for that project that time i kind of like a buffer there but if i do finish that project on time i've got that extra time to focus on uh, marketing or you know something else for my business that will help it to grow still Yeah. And you bring up a really good point, Ian. I I think like aside from building in the time that's, you know, fun business related, I've also been able to get a lot of benefits out of say, like, you know, if I, or when I accomplish this specific goal that is supposed to be done next week, or, you know, when I deliver this client project and I can sort of dust my hands of it, I'm not going to jump straight into another client project. I'm going to take like 
um, the weekend and reward myself. I'm going to go for like, you know, a long distance run or a hike or go to a baseball game or, you know, do something with friends. I think the, the reward component, whether that's, you know, fun work or, you know, giving yourself the time to just write or just design or just do something you're really interested in work-wise or, you know, and I think actually both is probably the right answer. Something fun that's just intentionally not work-related, spending, you know, more time with your kids, more time with your significant other. I think that's that's been a really important part for me, especially, um, you know, once you're not you single and you, you have all these other kinds of life commitments, you know, giving yourself the permission to, to be rewarded and feel good about the accomplishments you have made is really important to not, you know, allowing yourself to get too deep into a burnout, even if you have a lot going on. Yeah, I think when you work at a day job, that's sort of naturally built in in a lot of places, right? You get praise from your boss, you might get a raise, you might get a bonus, you might get a promotion. Eventually, you know, it's like um, the, the harder you work on a project, or I should say the more success you have on a project, the more sort of dopamine you might get or, or other sort of rewards. When you're working for yourself, you have to sometimes build those in because sometimes those can be the, the tension relief. Like I've, I've been working on this project for three or four weeks or three or four months and, and I just need a moment to say, for someone to say or for me to tell myself or whatever, good work, let's take a breath, regroup later, but like great job and it, and it sort of feels done. I feel like that's what is kind of missing sometimes when you're building your own thing is like it never feels done. N- nothing feels done because by the time something feels done, you're like on to the next big idea, which can be really exciting. But if you're not careful, it can sort of snowball into this like never ending sense of pressure and responsibility um, that, that sometimes is hard to manage. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking it's probably worth talking about a few solutions because obviously the the main mm-hmm. problem is uh, taking on too much work and literally not having enough time for it. I think that is literally the root cause of burnout. So one solution that I found is to... I basically got a notepad and what I do is I keep a list of everything that I need to do and everything that I want to do and it's all it's all in a list. I mean that that list can be quite long. And if if I was to sit down and just look at that list, I immediately feel overwhelmed. So what I will actually do is I'll take a highlighter pen, and everything that I know that must be done on that day, I'll just go through with a highlighter pen and highlight it. And that that immediately um, turns that extremely long list into um, manageable tasks. So sometimes it might just be one thing. Okay, so, you know, get home from work. I need to email that client. Once I've emailed that client, I could do what I need to do. And I think, you know, just being aware of what you need to do and being aware of the most urgent thing really helps so much. I do the same sort of thing. I do it in uh, Trello. And I sort of follow like a Kanban kind of method, if you're familiar with that, where you have a backlog of all the I, anytime I have an idea or something that I feel like needs to get done, it goes in the backlog. If it's something I'm going to work on today, it goes it moves over to the next column marked today, and then <clears throat> I think it's called to do today or something like that. 
And then as I'm doing it, it moves along to the doing column. If it's blocked by something that I can't control, it goes into the blocked column. And then when I finish it, it, it goes into the done column so that I can, and, and then I just, I sort of know how much I can handle in a day. And I don't try to handle my whole backlog, my whole giant to-do list in your case, Ian. I just try to handle what's on the docket for today. And if I feel like I get done what needs to get done for today, then I consider today successful. I like that. And I want to touch on, so something that I, I briefly mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode, um, sort of the idea of creating a thought purpose. Um, I want to highlight that a little bit more because it's something I, I really do in my own personal life um, as far as, you know, like I, I do a lot of freelance writing for clients and this was something, you know, writing and blogging, that was something that started out as just something that I loved doing personally. And I used to do it on my blog, like every single day, I would try and find the time to write and I loved it. I loved it. And I think the longer that I've done it for clients, um, you know, the more that I start writing about things that aren't necessarily like my true passion, call it. Um, and I think like, the deeper you get into your side project work, you're going to be doing a lot of stuff for clients. If you're related to freelancing consulting, um, it's easy to make your sort of passion, um, something that's work and that takes a lot of the fun out of it. And I think that also contributes to burnout and, you know, something that, that I actively try and do to combat that even still is this idea of creating without purpose. So like scheduling time on my calendar to, just write like blank space just write doesn't matter what can't be for a client like this is something fun and it it needs to be fun um that's been something sort of helpful for me and you know it's hard to create the time for doing something like that when you feel that you need to be productive when you have like you know where you're working on deadline or something but it's sort of like the the catch 22 in my mind of like the, you know, the, the mental and physical benefits I get from working out every day or every other day to where these types of things create more time for you rather than just taking away. Like if you set aside an hour to create without purpose, um, you might walk away from that with more clarity, more energy, more sort of motivation to re-engage in your other sort of paid projects afterwards. Mm, that moves in nicely to something that I've been thinking about as well is, um, when you kind of when you're really focused on what you want to get done it's and you you know you start booking out time it's quite easy to to forget about basic things like resting sleeping properly exercise eating well or i mean i know this sound this probably sounds really obvious that you need to do this but when you are trying to achieve uh, really big goals and you do only have a couple of hours at the end of the day it is very easy just to come home sit down and just crack on and that's typically you know when you get stuck into that real situation so you have to make sure to make time to actually rest at the end of the uh, at the end of the day to make sure that you sleep an, enough hours and you know just to make sure that you do exercise because exercising you know it pumps all the good stuff into your body and it, you know, allows you to be ready for the, ready for the day, essentially. I agree with that. Um, for me, it, it also ties in nicely to, um, this idea of, of just any, any possible way you can rejuvenate. Like, I think, I think you can do creative work to rejuvenate, but sometimes that burns me out more. I, I remember when I was working a full-time job doing content marketing, 
and then I would come home or on the train, I would do content marketing for my own business. And then someone would have like a project they wanted help with doing content of some sort. And I was just so burned out on content. <laughs> I was like, please, anything, like I will do anything but create content with some sort of purpose, even if it wasn't for my business. So maybe I guess that's what you're getting at, Ryan, is like is like you create content or you or you create something. In my case, it was content, but you create something without a business purpose at all for anyone. It's sort of, you sort of shift from business mode to artist mode, maybe. Right. I think that's a good way to frame it. Yeah. And, and you bring up a really interesting point, um, like maybe doing more work on your sort of creative passion isn't necessarily a good thing if that's what you also do for your business. Um, so I think having some sort of hobby outside of this realm of business is definitely key. And I think like the hobby should should definitely not back into some sort of business goal eventually. And that's hard to separate completely. It is hard. And I think if you're just coming up with ideas for your side hustle as well, because I know lots of listeners are sort of dreaming of a side hustle still or thinking through how they might do it. Um, you know, follow your passion can be obviously cliche, but but um, very true. Like if you find something that you're really interested in for your side business, then it will be easier to work on it and find time for it and make time for it. But it it can it can pose a risk if if you really love something as a hobby or an interest and you turn it into a job, it really can. There's a risk there of of you ending up not enjoying that as much. So just be aware of that. I'm not saying don't go into a business that has to do with your hobby or your passion, but do be aware that eventually everything sort of turns into a job. And yes, a job doing something you're passionate about is way better than a job doing anything else that you hate. But um, but you do need to be aware as you're coming up with ideas or trying out new ideas, it can lead to a little bit of burnout in that passion area. I know with me, um, since I've actually gone part time, I'm I'm actually working on more and more Lego projects, and I know I've got to a point, um, you know, when you're working continuously on the same thing, like literally, I was probably spending like three or four months continuously solid, Lego project finished, Lego project finished. It it I mean. I didn't get to a point where I was burning out, but you get to a point where you feel fed up with what you're doing. And what I did is um, I started doing other stuff like podcasting, like we are now. Um, I started to do my own podcast and, you know, I was able to get a sponsor and just, I, I just find mixing it up as well, you know, try doing other stuff, not just writing, like say if your business is writing, making time to do other stuff that, that keeps the passion there. I think that's you know a, a beneficial thing to do that that does stop out bur burnout because I think uh, one of the other causes of burnout is you know when you're just feeling a bit fed up with what you're doing as well um you know it just all feels a bit too much that works really nicely with one that I had which was if if you're really fed up with some of the work that you're doing find a way to outsource it or or hire a part-time team member who can help you with those things that are making you feel burned out I know when we started ramping up our content calendar at Milo started we we at one point we were publishing six days a week and that was just way too much for me to handle as one person i actually hired three different content managers each to take one or two days a week where they could just focus every week on getting out one or two pieces of quality content 
published on the blog. I mean, it involves a lot of behind the scenes work that that was literally burning me out. But th- this had happened years before when I hired just one person to help with it. Um, when we were just doing two or three pieces of content a week, even even just that was just starting to burn me out. And I think it's it's maybe because deep down I didn't actually really enjoy the work of like managing. Um, contributing writers and that sort of thing. And I've found that to be true about other tasks in my business. If I don't enjoy them, I can only work really hard on them for so long before I burn out and don't want to do them anymore, which maybe sounds like petty or selfish or I don't know. But, but, but the truth of the matter is if like those tasks still need to get done for the business to succeed. And if I'm burnt out on those tasks, they're not going to happen. And so Mm I have found that hiring someone, even if it's a part-time, I mean, everyone who works at Milo is a part-time contractor and they have other obligations, but they help work at Milo to help the, the machine sort of continue to go. And, and they're fantastic. And they offload some of this work that really burns me out. They're really good at it. So if you can find someone who complements your skill set and they enjoy that kind of thing, then they're thriving on something that was burning you out. And it can be a really good mix because then you can move your efforts to something that helps you feel satisfied in the work that you're doing. I've actually done something. And I really want to highlight that, Preston, because, you know, I know, Ian, you're about to say the exact same thing as I am. (laughs) I do this too. I outsource writing that that I don't feel super compelled to do or, you know, when I don't feel like I have the time to do it, then I will outsource But it has to get done. And it has to get done, right? Like it's for clients. Yeah. So Ian, go ahead. I yeah, know you're so, about to say the same um, thing. One of the problems that I had uh, at one point, um, you know, trying to kind of trying to do, um, you know, to, ha- to have a day job and a side gig is emails were the biggest time suck. So for example, I'd allocate an evening to work on a project, but then I come home and I got like 10 emails and I need to get back to all of them that that was always an issue for me so what i did is um i i got a, a personal assistant who can actually just go through those emails and i created a you know very simple guide for them created like template emails and stuff like that and it just means that i've got someone there that just goes through my email inbox and just makes sure that i get back to everyone and that was such a relief when that um was taken away and um you know just make sure you know I, I can have the the confidence of knowing that everyone that's getting in touch through my website actually gets an, an email back within you know 24 hours rather than a couple of weeks like it, it was getting with, with when, when i was just trying to do it on my own yeah, yeah I, think I think that can be another point. cause of burnout is mm-hmm. you feel like you're getting so behind on everything and and hiring someone again, even if it's just a part-time, like a VA or something, a virtual assistant or something, that can really offload some of that pressure. Some some of, yeah, I, I would say one of the biggest causes of burnout, for me at least, is just feeling like I'm so behind and I can't ever catch up. It's not necessarily like the amount of work I have to do every day. It's it's the amount, it's like the scope of work over the next few months that I just feel like no matter how hard I work, I'm going to be behind. And as soon as I was able to put put team members in place to help me with some of those things um it 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 was night and day like you said ian i right now we are so Milo. mostly the business model behind Milo is to create quality content and then find sponsors to pair with some of our content like our podcasts for example um to support Milo financially and and so i've been i've offloaded sort of the content calendar 
and a lot of the content production to a team that does a fabulous job. And I've focused now on um, connecting with sponsors, but I've been doing that for a couple of years. And now I feel like I've got a good process down. We've got a good offering. We've partnered with some great companies. And so now I'm looking to hire someone part-time to manage sort of the sponsorship sales process. Um, and, and I will move to more strategic initiatives, maybe developing product or, you know, there's a million different directions we could go, but it, it allows me to sort of step out of the day-to-day grind and look at the bigger picture of the company and say, what, you know, what's next? Where can I move next? Where, um, my strategic thinking around the company can be the biggest benefit. And, and you can do this, whether you work full-time on your business or just a couple hours a day. I mean, I was doing this when I was working full-time as well, sort of working on something, hiring someone to replace me, working on something new, figuring it out, and then hiring someone to replace that bit by bit. I mean, at one time we had five or six people on the team, um, all part-time at Milo handling different little pieces of the business. And it was fabulous. Yeah. Similar to sort of how you're starting to restructure. I, I would say with my, what I do with freelancing and consulting, you know, content marketing work, I'm, I'm like one step behind you. So I'm like, I'm going through the process now where I'm outsourcing actual work for clients in, in, you know, 90% of cases, or I'm at least outsourcing the first draft of posts so that I can sort of focus more of my time on pitching and selling and building relationships with potential clients and dealing with that sort of part of the business. It's really interesting to see like these different phases basically sort of rejuvenates me. So I've found that when I shift like my focus within my business, I get a little burst of energy and excitement with it. And one way that I sort of view it mentally is like having side projects to my side projects. So continuing just to sort of keep things new and test my way into new little potential projects or new tweaks to my business that, you know, may or may not lead to something big in the future, but it keeps things interesting. And I think that's the key takeaway for me. It's so true. And if you're interested in taking your side gig to, to, and not everyone is, but if you're interested in taking it full time, which I know a lot of people are, that's a great way to do it. You sort of build one little piece of it. I love how you put it, Ryan. It's sort of a side gig to your side gig. Like you build one little piece of it, you perfect that process, and then you hire someone to manage that process. And then you work on your next little piece. And before you know it, you have five or 10 little pieces all together, which actually make up a business that can support you full time and support other people. Um, to be honest, it can be a really fun process to go through to sort of slowly scale your business. I think there's one big thing that we haven't actually mentioned yet. And uh, when you're working on a business, people will ask you to do stuff. I mean, especially if you're offering uh, a service, you're going to be getting clients, you're going to be getting inquiries, and obviously you've got a limited time. So you need to learn to say no and that's something that I found quite hard when I started because I'd got used to working for a company and that was the only experience that I'd I'd had and obviously in in those jobs if someone came to me whether that was a manager or an account manager or so on I pretty much had to just say yes to everything Um, and it was pretty much always manageable but when you are creating your own business and you've only got limited time you obviously can't, you know, um, write that piece of content for everyone that's getting in touch with you. You just have to learn to, to know um, how much work you can realistically do in the time that you have. And you have to learn to say no to the people 
um you know where you just don't have time for them no i think saying no is probably one of the most important things to to preventing um burnout yeah on episode four of this season we talked about some of the biggest sacrifices that you will make as you build a side hustle and i I feel like that ties in nicely to what you've said here ian which is not only do you have to sometimes say no to clients or customers or opportunities um, on your side business but sometimes you have to say no at your full-time job sometimes you have to say no to family or friends like there's this balance that has to exist i i believe that i have given up opportunities at my full-time job because of the long-term vision and goal that i had to build a side business you know other people maybe climbed to the ladder a little more quickly or were a little more focused on climbing the ladder whereas i was less focused on that and more focused on just doing a good job where i was at so that i still had the spare time you know, the higher you get up on a corporate ladder, the more time it takes up in your day. And if you're trying to get extra time to work on your side business, that can be a problem. And and so, you know, if, if there are if there are maybe parties that you need to say no to every once in a while or or whatever with family or friends, I, I just feel like saying no is a good lesson, but it doesn't always have to be saying no in your side business. It's worth adding that um, sometimes opportunities will come up and, y- you know, in those moments, it feels like if you say no, you're losing out on the biggest opportunity that's ever come up. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel like you should say yes, even though that you know that you don't have time. But it's worth adding, opportunities are always there. They're always there. So it's okay to say no, because something else just as good and good and just as important will come up at a later date so it's better to say no rather than you know push yourself and um burn out because you know you want to do everything properly so it's better to say yes to the things that really matter and no to the things that aren't going to have any impact i think this is a really interesting topic in particular ian um it's something i've done a lot of like thinking and writing about myself um and I actually call it opportunity management. Um, so I have sort of like a, uh, a framework of criteria, I guess you could say, um, that I use to evaluate new opportunities that come in. So like, let's say, you know, my plate is full, your plate is full currently with side project work, but you do get an opportunity that feels like one of those that you can't pass up. Um, I think having a set of criteria in place is really important for evaluating those opportunities appropriately because... You know, what if there, I think it has to all back into what your eventual goal is with your business, right? So like the way that I sort of view this story personally for me is back when I was still working a full-time job, um, I was doing mostly freelance work, some stuff with my blog, trying to monetize the blog. Um, But I had sort of this opportunity come out of left field to take a really big contract with LinkedIn and do, you know, consulting work for one of their teams that was that was sort of just getting started and looking for some content marketing help. So for me, I saw this opportunity come along and I was like, oh my gosh, this could be the opportunity that does make the difference, that does help me achieve my sort of longer term goal of working full time for myself. And and I think, you know, you have to know your own sort of goals and know your own criteria that can help you get towards those goals because Otherwise, you, I mean, you, you can definitely pass on opportunities that, that could make a big difference for what your goals are. So know what you want to achieve first and, and have an open mind about some of the, the different paths that can get you there. 
it all comes back to what we talked about in episode two of this same season, which is basically the question was, where do I even start? But what we ended up talking about a lot in that episode was your vision for what your side business is going to become. And, and that will, uh, that will, I think what you're getting at Ryan is, is that will influence the decisions that you make and what you say yes to and what you say no to. And if it's going to ultimately lead or get you there faster to that long-term vision that you have, then you should say yes to it. And if it's not going to, then you can start to sort of judge, you know, whether it's worth your time or, or if it gets you closer at all. And I, I would say in all three areas, in your personal life, in your, in your nine to five and in your side business, you can always judge them based on that long-term vision of, you know, maybe, maybe your long-term vision is just that you want an extra thousand bucks a month well then great. There are certain things you're going to say yes and no to based on that. Maybe your long-term vision is you want to work full-time for yourself or you want to start this big company or whatever your goals are. That will definitely influence what you say yes and no to. And I love what you said about that. Cool. I guess uh, no one's probably got any more comments now because I've, I've got through my list. Yeah, I think I've gone through mine too. Ryan, anything to add here? No, I think that's that's it. Really great conversation. I, I will add, you know, if you feel like you're experiencing burnout, um, it's okay. We all face it to one degree or another. I would say if it's getting really severe, please talk to someone who loves you. And, you know, if it's if it's literally like a, a, a mental health issue, please get some help and um, and don't ignore it. It's a real thing. And, and it can happen when you're really pushing yourself. I know most people who listen to the show are really ambitious and want to do a lot of things. And, um, and it can it can be burnout can be a real problem. So um, if you are experiencing burnout, please reach out to someone who cares about you and figure out how to how to wrap your brain around um, solving the burnout problem. It, it can be a real issue. And anyway, thanks for the conversation uh, today, guys. I think it was fantastic. Advice. Yeah, thanks, guys. And there's the show for you folks. Uh, today's show notes can be found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.6. And I'd like one more time to thank this season's sponsor, Find Side Gigs. You can sign up for their free side hustle gig list at sidegigshow.com slash find. Until next time, for Ryan Robinson and Ian Paget, I'm Preston Lee, and thank you so much for listening to Sidegig. Sidegig.